Welcome to the History Slam podcast from ActiveHistory.ca. Here's your host, Sean Graham. Thank you, Adam. Welcome to the History Slam, everybody. I am Sean Graham coming at you today, nearly live from Ottawa, Ontario. Bit of a different episode today, as it is Canada Day, as we record this July 1st, 2020, in the midst of the global COVID-19 pandemic. And since I moved to Ottawa in 2009, I've developed a sense of Canada Day that's very different from how I experienced the day when I lived elsewhere in the country. There is a very distinctive feel to July the 1st in this city. It's hard to describe it, uh, but there's an, an energy here that you don't get on other days. You know, Ottawa famously, the city that fun forgot. But on July 1st, there's a, a just a, an exuberance and excitement in the city that you really can feel. Uh, and, and I live downtown. Maybe that's part of it. A lot of the streets downtown are closed on July 1st. So there's a lot more people out walking around. Obviously, Parliament Hill, big concert every year. A major hills park which is not that far away from parliament hill that's sort of the secondary staging area there's another big stage over there uh, museums are open the nac does a lot of fun, of fun stuff there and it, it's just there's there's a fun vibe to the day but of course this year in the midst of the pandemic everything has been canceled at least everything in person has been canceled there's some online virtual things going on today but i thought it would be interesting to try to experience the day and share it with everybody. So what we're going to do is, is I'm going to talk to some folks uh, who have experienced Canada Day in Ottawa for a while, and then I'm going to go out and walk around the city and just see how it feels and, and see what the day is like. So that's what the episode's going to be, a little different from what a normal episode is. But first, let's get to our first guests. And of course, it can't be a celebration in any form without our first guest, Megan Riley. Boys, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am well. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. I've I've heard that you live with somebody else who might be sitting with you. I mean, he's not particularly interesting, but if you <laughs> want to have him on the show, that's that's up to you. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, you know, he's. he's, he's... <laughs> You know, he's, he's a regular feature at this point. It'd be weird <laughs> to have a show without him here. Man, myth, Fair legend, enough. Aaron Boys. How are you, buddy? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I am I am doing spectacularly. Happy Canada Day to the two of you. Happy Canada Day to you. Yeah, same to you. So I'm really curious to talk to both of you because you had different experiences with Canada Day in that, you know, Megan, you grew up in the area, uh, so you have this you know, history of Ottawa Canada days, or at least or are more closely related to it than certainly Aaron or I. So, right. so Megan, I want to start with you as a kid sure. in the area. What mm -hmm. was Canada day like for you? What was your typical routine if you had one? Um, so Canada day was such a big deal when I was a kid. So I grew up actually, um, about five minutes away from where I live now. <laughs> um, uh, so I grew up in a, a small town outside of Ottawa called North Gore. And, um, it was like, it's a small town, but the Canada day celebration 
it, as a kid for me was huge. Um, there was a parade where you got to decorate your bicycle and drive it down to the community center. And there was tons of games for kids, um, and activities for, for families. And then, uh, we always had a big pool party back at our house and a barbecue with lots of friends and family. And then we would go back down to the community center for fireworks every year. And it's, it's sort of funny that, you know, these, all these small towns all have their own sort of um, Canada Day celebrations, but the fireworks shows are are spectacular considering they're all small towns. Um, and I think it's a lot of donations go into it um, because people really appreciate the show. But, um, you know, and I just sort of grew up every year doing something similar to that. And, you know, some years it might have been in North Gore. Other years we went to maybe Osgood or Manitic or some of the other surrounding small towns. But for us, it was always a small town affair, which was which was really nice. And then I didn't I didn't really partake in the Parliament Hill version of uh, Canada Day until I was an adult. Um, so that was like a whole new experience, but I didn't experience it as, as a kid. It was, it was as an adult. Yeah. So Aaron, this would be your experience as well, right? That, you know, you grew up in the Toronto area, come to Ottawa for school and your first experience with Canada was as an adult. Well, young, I don't know when you become an adult. I have no idea, but like 18, <laughs> so, Old enough, I'm not, old, enough, I'm, old, old enough to be arrested if you do something stupid on the day. I'm not even convinced yeah. that I'm an adult now. Adult-ish. <laughs> adult adjacent. Adult, adult adjacent, that's what yeah. I was just going to say. <laughs> so, so for you, what was your candidate like as a kid? And then when you come to Ottawa, what was what did you notice were the biggest differences on candidate versus you know what you had as a kid? versus Because I know you live downtown. What, what was that experience like for you? Uh, so I'll start off when I was a kid. Uh, so I grew up in Scarborough and every single year in my neighborhood, uh, my best friend at the time, his family always had a massive candidate party in which we got everyone from across uh, the subdivision to come. And there were games, there were there was food, there was um, my favorite thing all the time was always guessing the amount of candies in a certain jar. I never won, but I always <laughs> I will never forget that. Um and so that went on years. And I know that one year I was down at Ontario Place, so uh, near the Toronto Islands, and we were there with my family for the fireworks show. And I don't, I can't say that I remember the fireworks show, but I remember being at Ontario Place for that. So that's pretty much what we did usually as a kid. And then uh, as a young-ish adult, uh, when I was in Peterborough uh, for school, I know that I would... Uh, I would go to the the fireworks show every Canada Day because uh, they did a great show uh, at Millennium Park, so that was always fun to go to. Um, but then when I moved here to Ottawa in 2008, I came in August 2008, so my first experience with Canada Day was July uh, 2009, and. I remember distinctly that it was a Wednesday that year, so I was working, and it was a random midweek uh, day off. And so I decided to wander downtown, and the amount of red and white I saw and the amount of maple leaves was just incredible. Um, I had always wanted to see what Canada, uh, Canada Day in the capital was. Uh, I remember walking around the market. Uh, I'm if I remember correctly, I remember bumping into our good friend Eric McDonald and uh, chatting with him for a little bit. And then I went back to my apartment and got a little bit of work done on my master's. And then that evening, I went down and experienced the fireworks show on Parliament Hill. And for anyone that's ever been, it's got to be the 
biggest fireworks show in Canada. Um, not surprisingly, of course, it's just absolutely incredible. About a half hour, 45 minutes of just spectacular show. Uh, the ambiance, uh, the sounds, the people, the camaraderie, everyone celebrating the country. It's just such an incredible scene. Uh, so I did that a couple of years. And then um, when we moved out to Nepean, Megan and I, we kind of stopped going downtown. <laughs> um, as you know, it, it, it's really, really busy downtown Ottawa. And to try to get back out to the suburbs is a little bit difficult driving or busing. So we've kind of just stayed out um, in the suburbs and just kind of try to avoid the city, especially on the 150. We, there was no way in hell that we were going anywhere near downtown for that spectacle. Yeah, 150 was sort of a... Uh spectacle of its own sort of beyond the normal spectacle that is Canada uh, in this in in this city Um, you know Megan you mentioned that you grew up outside the city by the way I love that you said outside the city you have no idea how full that makes my heart uh, you you know what when I was a kid it was not technically amalgamated (laughs) yet so I was accurate now it is technically Ottawa. <laughs> so, but then you mentioned that you, you know, as you were older, you spent a few candidates in the city. How would you describe for anybody who's never experienced a Canada Day in the city, like in the core of, of Ottawa? How would you describe it to somebody? I mean, it packed. Um, so a lot of people. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a ton of fun. Um, there's tons and tons and tons to see, um, for someone who's used to though, like the smaller, the small town crowds, um, I will admit it, it, it was a little overwhelming. Um, the, the couple of years that I went where it was just, you know, people everywhere. Um, and you kind of have to know the tactics too. So like how to, you know, if you want to get a really good spot to stand for the fireworks, you have to get there early. And those were things that I hadn't mastered yet right um because i didn't really know what to expect um but it's it's i feel like it's one of those things like at least once in your life you have to do it you know like pick a year and you know go do it it is incredible i mean the fireworks like aaron said it was the most spectacular fireworks show i have ever seen i didn't even know fireworks could could explode into shapes like, I didn't know that was a thing yeah. until I went to Royalville um, for Canada Day. So, you know, it's it's definitely, like Aaron said, like a really, really cool atmosphere. Everyone's having a good time. But for me, it was, it's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think that if there was one word I had to use to describe it, I think crowds would be the word. Or, you know, there's just yeah. so many. And everywhere, too. It's it's yeah. there's, there's no respite from it wherever you go, you know, in, in the core. And even, you know, I live, I don't know, 15, I, I could get to Parliament Hill in 10 minutes in normal in a normal day. Um, mm-hmm. and it, which in Ottawa is like kind of far, but like <laughs> even towards sort of my area, which is a more residential little neighborhood, it's really busy in there. People just out walking around having fun, but you just don't see it on a normal day. Right. Yeah. Where everyone, yeah where everyone's inside. And, uh, whereas Aaron, for you, uh, you know, you having grown up in Toronto, maybe a little more used to large crowds. How would you describe it? Um, different, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just different. Um, as I said, I spent most of my my childhood in in the suburbs, and so 
with the, uh, with the exception of being at, at Ontario Place that one year, I can't say that I spent many Canada days downtown Toronto, so I don't really have that comparison to be able to make. Um, but I don't know, honestly, how to describe the crowds. I mean, growing up in Toronto, I was so used to wandering around downtown as a, as a teenager with friends. And obviously there's way more people in Toronto wandering around than there are in Ottawa on a regular basis. But it seems like the entire city literally comes out of its houses uh, on Canada Day. And it's such an incredible sight to see everyone coming out and mingling and, you know, reveling in everything that there is to celebrate about this country. Yeah, and then you don't see him again until the next July 1st. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the last question for the two of you, uh, Megan, we'll start with you. Now that you have a child, uh, mm-hmm. now you, of course you live way out there, but in, in normal times, what right. is your expectation for her Canada Day? And what do you think her traditions will be growing up? And how would you feel about bringing her into the city again in normal times uh, for for one of the candidates? Like how old do you think she would have to be to be able to, you know, with the, you know, she's four, right? Right. She just turned four. So like with a, with a four year old, you can't do like 10 to 10. Right. That's that's not going to jive. So that's a long day. Yeah. yeah. So, so at what point do you think she would be ready for it? And, and what sort of candidate traditions do you think uh, she'll grow up having? So, I mean, I think I'm a um, particularly nostalgic person. Like, I think I'm more nostalgic than the average person. And so I think that for me, it's like bringing her basically we live five minutes away from where I grew up. So kind of having her go to the same sort of things that I went to as a kid um, and me getting to sort of vicariously live through (laughs) her again, um, selfishly, I think is what I've always really pictured for her is these sort of small town um, adventures. Um, In terms of, you know, will we ever take her to Parliament Hill? I'm sure we will one day. Um, But I know that, you know, as you said, it's, a, it's an awfully long day. And um, so just to give you a frame of reference, she she we recently you know went to a farm and she was chasing chickens. Nice. And I turned around for like literally 10 seconds and I could not find her because she had chased a chicken somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, like she, we need to get her to the point where she doesn't just wander off chasing chickens um, before I would feel comfortable bringing her <laughs> anywhere where there's, you know, like crazy large crowds um but it'll probably be like it'll be probably based on it can she stay up for the fireworks because if we're gonna go downtown if we're gonna make our way down there we're gonna do fireworks so you know right now bedtime is seven um so we'll have to wait until we can make our way up to you know nine nine thirty then we can maybe push it to ten um so probably not till she's like you know maybe eight nine ten around that age but um, she, she already loves Canada Day. She's already super excited that tomorrow is Canada Day. So I think she's already starting to, to feel that sort of, you know, excitement. But uh, I'm kind of sad this year she's going to miss the, the regular celebrations, you know. But. Yeah, certainly not going to be a normal year no. for, for Canada Day. So, so Aaron, no. I'm curious what you think. As, as someone who, you know, studies, you know, the, the history of the country and sort of, 
some of the, the major themes of this country's history. How do you think Canada Day tomorrow, in this moment, how do you think we'll look back on it? Or do you think we'll just sort of, this won't be a moment in time, it'll just be, it is what it is. Like, like what, do you have an expectation for that, just turning on your historian brain for a moment? Um, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Um, I think because we're stuck in the middle of this pandemic and we've seen that 2020 thus far for the first half of it has not been the greatest uh, with all these crazy things that have happened. So I wouldn't be surprised if Canada Day 2020 gets a little overlooked. But at the same time, I think this would be a good time to reflect, especially, I mean, to draw comparisons with what's going on in the United States. I think this is a good time for us to be appreciative of what it is that we have and the systems that we have in place and the people that live in this country who are, you know, are coming together to try to fight this uh, this pandemic. Um, I know that sounds, uh, you know, really pie in the sky kind of thing like that, but it just seems like as a people, we Canadians have really come together and stepped it up. And I think tomorrow is a good day to come together and just be thankful for that and for the opportunity to be Canadian. Um, you know, we're reticent to to wear our nationalism on our sleeve because obviously national, nationalism has a lot of uh, negative connotations, especially, again, when we look at what's going on in the United States. But I think for one day a year, we're allowed to yell and scream and be proud and, and declare how happy we are to be Canadian. And so I think 2020 might be one of those times that we can reflect and say, yeah, there was a lot of bad going on, but our country was doing pretty okay considering. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's really well said. I don't know if you can hear there's bagpipes going on uh, as I sit I outside totally here. Um, sort of, well, it's well-timed uh, what you're saying, Aaron, I think. Uh, and, and yeah, certainly there, this country has its, its fair share of problems. Uh, I don't think anyone would dispute that but no. you're right over the past three months we have seen in a lot of cases the very best of this country uh and what it has to offer so uh, i completely agree that uh, you know it is a time to reflect upon th those good things you know the certainly in in the, the context of the pandemic all the the doctors uh nurses the the medical professionals all the essential workers uh you know i i think about people you know the people who work in grocery stores or pharmacies and who are just out there every day and making sure that the the world uh, or the country can still function in in some manner uh, and tomorrow's a day to really be appreciative of that and those efforts and uh, you know just just come together and and you know create a, a spirit through which we can address the the very serious problems that do exist in the country and and hopefully that's what tomorrow is that's my hope for Canada Day, but uh, Aaron, you said it in a much more eloquent way than I did. But I think, if I may just very quickly, I think you said it very well as well, the fact that we have a lot of problems in this country and a lot of it is coming to light once again because of our neighbors to the south. Um, you know, we've got systemic racist issues that, are, that keep popping up here in Canada. We've got inequality issues that still pop up. But I think we can at least be appreciative of the fact that we live in a society that is free enough to let people express their frustrations yep. and express a desire for change and want to protest for a better life. And it seems like we have, you know, good people doing good things. And I think that's another thing to be thankful for for this country is that we have the freedom to be able to 
express our opinions about these kind of things and raise these important issues and have excellent conversations without fear of repercussions. Absolutely. Uh, very, very well said, my friend. So happy Canada Day to, to the two of you and to little Ellie. I uh, hope she uh, has a wonderful day uh, just celebrating out there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> where she loves to be. <laughs> and where it's still technically the city of Ottawa. <laughs> All right, Megan Riley boys. I just like to point out, yeah, I'm pretty please. sure you had, I'm pretty sure you had internet issues earlier today that we were not experiencing. Just saying. Yeah, still do. That's why I'm outside. <laughs> still hasn't been fixed. <laughs> Megan Riley boys, Aaron boys, thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. So I've made it up to Parliament Hill, and uh, there's a protest going on. On a normal Canada Day, there'd be thousands of people up here. Uh, you know, a big stage in front of the center block of Parliament Hill. But uh, this year, it would have been different even without the pandemic going on, as the center block is undergoing a major renovation. This has been a, a pretty big story in the city. Uh, I don't know how much attention it's gotten nationally, uh, but a 10-year project, the House of Commons has moved over to the West Block. That was a long-term project on its own. So now what was the courtyard of the West Block has been converted. Now it's the temporary house. It'll be like that for 10 years. The Senate has moved over to what used to be the convention center, which before that was the city's uh, train station. So it's right along the Rideau Canal. So there's a bunch of construction walls up in front of the center block. It takes about, uh, about half of the lawn, maybe a third of the lawn, a third to half of the lawn of Parliament. Uh, the rest of it is still here. They're doing some work. Looks like they were sodding. Uh, but so instead of, yeah, thousands of people, uh, we have instead a few hundred here. I would say under a thousand for sure. Uh, people who are uh, here listening to a speaker who is talking about the pandemic and what he is calling a loss of rights to the uh, pandemic. There's so lots of anti Justin Trudeau signs here as well. Uh, so, you know, sort of a libertarian group, I think, is here. Uh, they just shot off some, they're not quite fireworks. They're, I have no idea what these are. They're going up in the air and they're little Canada flag parachutes that are falling down. That's kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, so instead of, you know, a packed feel here at Parliament Hill, a uh, few hundred people uh, with the protest. A lot of different flags up as well. On the way over here, I saw a bunch of Quebec flags, uh, which is rare for July 1st. Fête National, of course, June 24th, uh, last Wednesday as we record this. So a bit of a different feel here in the city. It's also different just in that you, you can hear somebody honking. Uh, normally... 
when you get within five, six blocks of Parliament Hill on Canada Day, everything's closed. All the roads are closed. But this year, everything's open. Had to navigate some traffic. So definitely a different feel in the city this year. Also, what's noticeable to me just in walking up here is the lack of red. Normally in the city, uh, everyone's or most people are wearing red and white. Uh, it's a festive atmosphere. Certainly not the case today. Uh, it's certainly not the case here, given the uh, the protests going on. Not not certainly not a celebratory feel up on the hill uh, this year. So a, di- a different vibe. So uh, you know, still people here. Uh, given what is being talked about in the protest, I'm not surprised to not see very many masks and the people that have convened are all very close together again given the content of the discussion going on over there not particularly surprising um but you know everything seems peaceful at least uh but yeah just a a very different feel here up on parliament hill so i'm gonna keep moving okay so i've made my way up behind parliament as much as you can get behind parliament right now with all the construction i'm back behind the west block right near the statue of lester pearson where he's sitting with his legs crossed uh, and there's also a statue of queen victoria as well and i'm overlooking the ottawa river a few boats out there on the river today Uh, just looking over you can see the alexander bridge which doesn't look too busy right now traffic's actually flowing over there the portage bridge on the west side of the city, also moving. No one seems to be going into Quebec. Everyone's coming in. Oh, there's a car, okay. Uh, the traffic certainly, uh, definitely stronger coming into onto the Ontario side than uh, the opposite way. Looking over behind the Supreme Court, my favorite place, not only to watch the fireworks, but just my favorite place in the city. Uh, very few people over there usually, and just a nice place to relax, it's quiet. Uh, great view of the, the river as well so doesn't appear to be anybody over there just uh, yeah just a, an overall quiet day uh elsewhere in the city right normally back here would be pretty busy pretty lively there's a family having a bit of a picnic uh overlooking into quebec you can see the museum of history that is uh you know normally from here you'd be able to see people hanging out there's a big lawn there there's just no one over there right now there'd also be chairs set up for the fireworks, which of course are not set up because there's no outdoor fireworks tonight. Uh, as you look across some of the government buildings in the Portage series of buildings has the Canada flags atop of them. Uh, but overall, not too much going on over there on the Quebec side. Uh, I will say as I walked over here, I did see somebody get arrested uh, as part of the protests. They were, it was the parliamentary police that were doing it, not the RCMP that were, were making that arrest. Of course, they were being followed with, by people with uh, phones recording it. And uh, so I, I don't know why the individual was arrested, uh, but did see that. So the, the parliamentary police are here. I haven't seen any RCMP officers at all, uh, just the, the parliamentary police right now. And in addition to the protests, which I believe are sort of a libertarian group protesting, there is a guy standing on the outside of the Eternal Flame. So if you've ever been to Parliament Hill, sort of close to Wellington Street, which is a street that runs uh, perpendicular to the hill, uh, right near the end of the lawn, there is a flame, the, the, the Eternal Flame. The crest of the 10 provinces and three territories are all there. And it's also a fountain 
there's a guy standing on the edge of that uh, screaming about homosexuality. Uh, and then they've set up a tent about repenting and sinning and all that. Uh, the great irony of that is right across the street on what uh, used to be the prime minister's, the, the PMO, I don't think it's there anymore. It used to be called the Langevin Block. I, I'm pretty sure that name has been taken off the building. I, I don't know what it is now, but uh, the, the pride flags are still up there. Uh, of course, Pride Month ending yesterday. So this guy is just uh, a screaming about homosexuality. Uh, he's got sort of a handheld blowhorn type thing. Uh, the, the protests that it seems a little more organized. They have a mic and, and a full system, sound system set up. Uh, and again, they're still talking about freedoms and uh, in the context of the uh, of the pandemic. Now they appear to be doing some sort of call and response something. So yeah, definitely a, a real different feel here this year. The bells have been going pretty constantly. That's a regular feature, uh, playing some Canadian songs. So uh, it's just a really different feel up here on the hill. I, I want to say too that uh, Wellington Street normally closed on July 1st and in addition to being closed they would set up a bunch of you know food stands and trucks would, would park. Uh, nothing like that this year. Just uh, regular traffic, normal day. Uh, so it, uh, you know, a, a day in this city that has a very distinct feel every year does not feel like that right now and certainly up here uh, on the hill you know, I wouldn't come here normally on July 1st. I've done it a few times and, and uh, I've had my fill of it, uh, just mo mostly because of the crowds. I don't like crowds. But it is a, a relevant, re revelatory feel on a normal July 1st. There is tension out there today. Uh, the, the people that have gathered are, are angry. And you can feel the tension. You can feel the police on edge. They're watching closely what's going on. Uh, so really a, a very different feel compared to a normal year. So I am going to leave Parliament Hill now and head over into Major Hills Park. Very different feel over here than we had on the hill. This is kind of what I expected on the hill, uh, to be honest. So a lot of folks are here, not as many as a normal, probably not even as much as you get on a normal Saturday in the summer, but uh, a lot of groups, Pretty much everyone is uh, under some shade in the trees. Uh, very warm here today. I think it's about 30 degrees. Uh, fortunately, not much humidity. Uh, but this is kind of more of what I expected. People having some picnics, hanging out, uh, talking. Uh, much more social distancing going on over here. Uh, it just feels pretty relaxed, pretty pretty chill. So just as a wayfinding point, uh, Major Hills Park. It is right between the canal, the, the locks from the Ottawa River into the Rideau Canal on the east side of Parliament. Uh, it's sort of up there, sort of above the locks, right behind the Chateau Laurier. So I'm looking at the back of the Chateau Laurier right now, which as a side note has been a rather controversial subject recently as Fairmont wants to redevelop it. So there's a lot of uh, back and forth over that project. and then. Further uh, to the east is the American Embassy. So you can sort of see all, you can see the Peace Tower, the Chateau Laurier, and the American Embassy from the park. But yeah, pretty chill. Normally, the park is closed for 
week or 10 days before Canada Day, they set up uh, usually the secondary stage, the main stage for all the entertainment is on Parliament Hill. Secondary stage is here. There's also a bunch of booths and games. You can get some free cheese curds every year. Uh, of course, you can buy poutine and stuff as well. Uh, and they have various games and face painting. You know, Sarah mentioned the face painting, all the face painting. That usually takes place over here. This year, it would have been the main stage with all the construction going on on Parliament Hill. The plan was to have the main stage here. Uh, but nothing has been set up, so people have just come hanging out. Again, I, I am sort of struck by the relative lack of red uh, that people are wearing. Normally, that's all you see in the city on Canada is people wearing red. Not so much today, but uh, yeah, pretty chill, pretty relaxed environment over here in Major Hills Park. People playing Frisbee, uh, taking some photos. There are people with like Canada flags as capes and all done up, but just not, not to the same extent uh, that you see in a normal year. So this is kind of what I expected on the hill, but we're getting it over in Major Hills Park. Uh, I will say on the way over here, did run into another person screaming about homosexuality. Uh, this one was at the National War Memorial. So uh, that seems to be a theme so far, but uh, we'll keep moving here and, and uh, we'll see what's going on in the Byward Market. This might be the most surprising thing of all. Uh, relatively speaking, there's nobody here. Um, you know, again, normally on a Canada Day, this is an, another place that would be packed. Uh, but I, I'm walking through, and the market is, is primarily a touristy spot, so I'm not too surprised that it's not that busy. There are some standbys that, of course, are. I walked by the Lafayette, sort of a local legend place here in the market. It was pretty full, the, the patio. Uh, was full every Canada Day and all the time during the year. A guy by the name of Lucky Ron plays at the Lafayette. Uh, it's quite a show if you've never seen it. Uh, he's sort of a cult favorite here in the city. So of course that was uh, busy, but uh, generally speaking, without tourists here this year, feels pretty empty. Now, relatively speaking, you know, was, as I look around here, sort of, I'm right across from where uh, President Obama, when he came for the first time, bought cookies. Uh, if you've seen that, it's right in the heart of the market, of the, the Byward Market. Uh, you know, things are open, uh, patios are open, people are, are around for sure. But again, no busier than I would expect on a you know Wednesday in the summer normally. So, so not a larger crowd than the normal times uh, on a regular day, and certainly uh, significantly fewer people than you would normally get on a Canada Day here. So, gonna keep moving and see what's going on down by the water. All right, so I've made it over to the Rideau Canal. I'm on the east side of the canal, right across from the Shaw Center, which is the new convention center that opened six, seven years ago, something like that, uh, which is connected to the Rideau Center, the big mall, in downtown Ottawa. And of course, on the other side, the west side, is the National Arts Center. The cafe is open. Uh, the patio is, uh, seems pretty full. Not too many empty tables there. Of course, socially distanced. Uh, but th this, to me, is, just being here is the biggest sign that things are different right now. There are, 
I can see four or five boats that are uh, tied off on the side of the canal and normally it would just be packed. You wouldn't be able to park a boat uh, at this point on Canada Day and, and they start to line up usually before St. John Baptiste, uh, Fete National on June 24th. Uh, there are boats just lining the canal all the way down uh, as far as as Dow's Lake, which is as far as the canal goes before you have to go into more locks to keep going on your way to Kingston. Uh, but this is, it's crazy to me that uh, yeah, there's just nobody here, uh, or there's no boats here. Uh, there is one tourist boat, like a tour boat, that it spends the winter in the locks, which is kind of cool. It, that the locks, so they, they lower the canal uh, for the skating season, and they park a couple of the tourist boats in the locks when they're empty. They put them on uh, just some, that would look to me, uh, just some, some stones, uh, lower it down, and so then they protect it and the, and the boat stays there for the winter. So that boat's there, looks like it's actually operating. Uh, there's a staff member in the boat, uh, so the way fewer chairs than normal, and the boat is set up in a much different way, but it's, uh, it's not running right now, there's no one there, um, other than the one staff member, but they appear to be open at least. Got uh, some folks here taking a graduation photo, some people running, riding their bikes, uh, ducks, capital ducks, swimming in the canal. Uh, dinghy just went by, uh, motorized dinghy. But yeah, just a, a really strange feel down here and mostly because of the lack of boats um, the other thing i'll say too that for as much as i tend to avoid a lot of the the ottawa things on canada day when i'm in the city being near the national arts center th that's the one that is is something i do every year so the national arts center orchestra does a show a free show with unison which is this collection of choirs from across the country that they bring in and they do a lot of sort of patriotic songs. You know, obviously they play the national anthem and uh, I think they even do God Save the Queen, Maple Leaf Forever, those type of songs. But then they do a, a series of songs from Canadian artists. Uh, I think Hallelujah was one, one year that stands out to me. And, and of course some French Canadian songs as well, none of which I can identify when I listen to them, but they're all kind of fun. Uh, and they do that every year in the big orchestra hall not so much this year. Uh, the art center has been closed since March, and that, uh, it, I don't know, it just, not having that this year is sort of standing out to me. And I will say too that, uh, you know, I, I subscribe to the National Art Center. I go to shows throughout the year. I was actually there the last night of performances. I went and saw Cats. It was in town, the touring production of Cats. And, you know, then the next day, it was announced that the art center would be closed. And I don't know, it was more confusing to me that next day. Uh, what I was trying to process more was the fact that the world, or the city at least, was, was shutting down. Uh, a lot of other places already shut down, but the city here was shutting down. I was trying to figure that out. I was also still trying to figure out what was going on in Cats. Uh, I've never been more confused leaving a theater. Uh, so it was, uh, the next day was very strange for me. Uh, but yeah, not having that here today, that that is what... For me, personally, really strikes that it's a different Canada Day. All right, so I've made it down to the Canadian Museum of Nature. And this 
I don't know. This is the part that maybe makes me sad today. Uh, you know, the National Arts Center for me personally is a bummer, but this, seeing, seeing this all closed is, is sad. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the National Museums in Ottawa and Canada Day are free. So people can go and, and check them out. It's like that every Thursday night too. So if you're in Ottawa on a Thursday looking for something to do, the museums are free. So uh, that would be the case today. This would normally be packed. Uh, a lot of families, kids. This is a great uh, museum for kids, uh, the, the Nature Museum, but uh, not so much today. Everything is closed off. And I don't know, the, the two parking lots are empty. There's a park over on the west side of the building uh, that they, they've redid it in the past couple of years. So it has a bunch of plants that are specific to various parts of the country. It's sort of this ecological project. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's some folks over there hanging out, but uh, the parking lots are empty. Signs in front of the door that say the museum is closed. Uh, the, the parking is, the sign of the parking is all closed off too. So uh, just a, another sign that this is not a normal Canada Day, a place that you know, I, lower crowd certainly at Major Hills Park and in the market and along the Rideau Canal, but uh, absolutely nobody here. I'm the only one here, standing here. Uh, traffic's going by, we're at the, the base of O'Connor Street, but uh, generally speaking, uh, this place would be very busy uh, as it's about uh, 10 to 4 on Wednesday afternoon, and yeah, just. Uh, Nobody here, another sign that it's a weird Canada Day in the capital. Okay, so we welcome in now, I think, I think the only person who I know who grew up in Ottawa, because nobody who lives in Ottawa actually lives in Ottawa anymore. They all leave, except for the great and powerful Sarah E.K. Smith. Sarah, how are you? Good, thank you. Glad to be here. And I would add that I definitely grew up in Ottawa. I was um, raised in Barhaven, but back in the 80s when I was growing up, Barhaven was technically part of Nepean, so not technically <laughs> part of Ottawa. So okay. that might kind of throw your theory. Uh, it actually supports your theory. <laughs> well, so I have this running back and forth with my friend Aaron, who used to live downtown, then he moved to Nepean, and now he lives out in cars. And I accuse him frequently of not actually living in Ottawa, but he claims that it's Ottawa. And ah, I'm he, on your side. That's technically not Ottawa. Yeah, but... it's, it, it's madness. So, <laughs> uh, so with today being Canada Day, happy Canada Day, Sarah. Happy Canada Day. So I'm just curious. I want to talk to you as, as someone who grew up in the city or around the city. Uh, what what is Canada Day like for someone who lives here? You know, I, I've experienced it as sort of a transplant, but growing up here, like, what are your memories of Canada Day as a kid? Definitely, uh, growing up, Canada Day was a really exciting day. I mean, part of it is that there's so much going on in the city, and I think probably the experience of uh, being young uh, in Ottawa and Canada Day is, is similar to a tourist experience, right? Because you're going to go out and you're going to experience all the things. Uh, and I was I was thinking a lot about my memories of Canada Day, and it, it has to do with seeing people, seeing friends, um, seeing people you haven't seen in a while, being uh, in the thick of crowds, being where all the people are at. Um, uh, certainly, 
I think two things come to mind in my memories, and that would be the fireworks. The I had this sense growing up in Ottawa and seeing the fireworks every year that every city had fireworks that were just as good as this. And then I've been to other places since and realized that, like you know, the scale of the fireworks show is is much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I, I often think about is. Um, like the access. Uh, so, I mean, it was a big deal that the OC Transpo was free and we could all get to where we wanted to be, like, you know, get out of the suburbs, get downtown. Yeah. And that line of buses, I, you know, I don't know what it would have been like this year now that we, we have an LRT in Ottawa that, that is mostly good, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I think I'm in the minority of people <laughs> who think it's good, though. Um, but, I don't even want to get into the yeah. LRT. No, I but, feel but, like that's a hot topic. <laughs> yeah, but like in years past, on the transit way, uh, you know, through downtown, it, it's shared with with cars. But on Canada Day, the entire downtown pretty much is shut to cars. And mm -hmm. as you walk to the hill, if you're going to to see the fireworks, it's just a line of buses in each direction. And afterwards, it's just people hop on, then they go, and they just go. And, you know, this year... Even if the LRT was running, maybe you'd still have that line of buses. But that, to me, it's that line of buses as you're talking about with OC Transpo, that that's the one day a year you see it like that. When, Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's insane just the scale of it. Yeah, I think it's the scale, like, so, and it's always, like, as soon as the fireworks are over, right, everybody scatters, and yeah. it's, you know, people are going elsewhere to meet up, or, like, a lot of people are getting on those buses and jam-packed like sardines, uh, and even thinking about the experience of, like, walking in the downtown core, especially now in this time of social distancing, and, like, it's, it's just, uh, it's a strange memory to have, right, because you think about seeing people brushing against people, just kind of throngs of people everywhere and yeah. hard to find people because it's a sea of kind of red, white, everything, right? Yeah. So when you were a kid, what would you normally do? Like, would you always come into the city to downtown, to the hill or the surrounding area? Sneaky, a sneaky tip if you're ever in the city for Canada Day, don't go to the hill to watch the fireworks, in my opinion. Uh, go behind the Supreme Court. I think it's a much better angle. Um, oh, this is this fireworks. is getting into like true. Everybody, I think, whether you grew up in Ottawa or not, if you're in the city, everybody has a favorite fireworks spot, yeah. and it definitely is the same advice. Don't go to the hill, but and I would say, yeah. one of my so when I was when I was a kid, I would as you asked, like I would definitely come downtown. It was exciting. It was the thing to do, and often it'd be a, a gang of us. And we would come for the day, right? Like we, everybody would have the day off. Even if you had a job somewhere else, most likely you weren't working. So you would come downtown around like lunch and you'd be there like all day long. So you'd be going on the hill, you go to Rideau Center, you would, you know, see Major Hills Park, you might go elsewhere, but it was kind of like a roving day in the downtown core. But I would say for fireworks, uh, I always tried to go, and I, I have to say, I haven't been in a few years, but my, my favorite place for the fireworks is to go right near there's I think it's a peacekeeping memorial a kind of off of Majors Hill Park and on the side of the National Gallery so kind of off of Sussex do you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah for that sure. place is beautiful because you're kind of facing the bridge and yeah. the fireworks are lit in the water and what is stunning is it, it seems like the fireworks come up behind the National Gallery and then they reflect on the glass of mm. the Moshe Safdie gallery structure and it's stunning that's my favorite place yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that spot only because I, I walk across the bridge every day. Well, I used to walk across the bridge every day. 
uh, in the pre-times. Pre-pandemic times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'm familiar with the spot. And yeah, it does sort of overlook the bridge. Uh, yeah, I could see that being a nice spot too. You know, everybody has a spot though. Like I talked yeah. to other friends, they're like, well, of course, don't go to the hill, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go down behind the war museum. Like everyone has their own spot. And yeah. it's really, it's fun to me. Yeah, the sneaky thing about the hill is that the Peace Tower gets in the way. <laughs> Yes, it sure does. <laughs> I can't really see it. So, so that that's your experience as a kid. Now that you know you left Ottawa for a while, and now you're back, of course, at Carleton. And as an adult, how has Canada Day changed for you? You know, you talked about as a kid, you thought everyone had this great fireworks display, uh, but now that you've been had the experience of being gone, and now you're back, you know, how, how has that changed your interaction with Canada Day? And what do you normally do? Yeah, it's, so it's interesting. Uh, my feeling, I mean, I think part of it is, is you know, thinking a bit more about what Canada Day means. I, now I teach, uh, I teach visual culture courses, of course, at Carleton, and we do a whole unit on nationalism and imagery. And a lot of the examples that I draw from are, are kind of, you know, things, images of Canada Day and things like that. I think I, I'm thinking a bit more critically about... Uh, what Canada is, what that means, but like actually in terms of what's happening on the day, I'm not going downtown. That's the last thing <laughs> I want to do. I'm, I'm old. I'm tired. Uh, and but I mean, there's one thing that stayed the same. So Canada Day is a day when I, I see people, I see people that I love that I want to hang out with. So often I end up getting out of Ottawa. Often I end up leaving. I may be going to um, visit someone. Uh, I might be going to spend time like outdoors. Uh, so, so I'm not partaking in all the frivolity and the crowds and it doesn't appeal like it used to, though I know it can be so magical. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm often seeing far fewer people uh, and no fire works yeah the great ottawa tradition of leaving yes i think there's actually quite a contingent of people who feel the same way maybe it's part of kind of these stages in your life right you know downtown uh is is so appealing when you're in a certain age bracket and especially also then like a lot of families with kids like love to get downtown there's tons of family stuff typically during the day but i think other people it's a day if you live downtown if you live in any of those neighborhoods where you want to avoid the crowds avoid the tourists uh, have some peace and quiet and just enjoy your day off so yeah i remember in 2017 for canada 150 and, and all the things going on there uh, I left the country intentionally. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like, where you needed to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I live right downtown Ottawa for Canada 150. There was nowhere else I would rather not be uh, on that day. And uh, and yeah, so I went to a curling bondsville in Pittsburgh and celebrated down there, and uh, it was great. But you're right, there there is something. There's a different feel to the city on Canada Day. It's it's kind of hard to put a finger on it. Just you're up walking around. There's an energy, even, you know, every year I feel as though I always get up early and go out early because I, I don't really like the crowds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the streets are shut down. Once you get north of Laurier, I think, it, it might even be further south, but Laurier Street, uh, which is sort of the main east-west through downtown, and everything's shut down and even if it's you know nine o'clock in the morning there's an energy there's a bunch of people from the national capital commission out the the heritage canada people are out uh, everything's being set up and there's just an excitement to it so it's there's there's something to the day it's it's kind of indescribable 
uh, at least in the early part of the day. I think it's very describable later in the day. But Yeah, no, I know the, the early, the one year I took my nephew, uh, who was quite small, downtown, and I wanted to go really early because he was tiny, and uh, we wanted to partake in some of those family-friendly activities. And it, it is, it's, I think it's this, this sense of excitement of what's going to happen later on. And part of it, too, is... I think kind of similar to a feeling we're having in the pandemic uh, in that there's these empty streets, right? There's this sense of what, what might happen next or what isn't happening. Uh, and I, I, you know, seeing preparations for what's to come, but seeing a lot of space uh, is certainly striking, right? When you're walking around the city, it's a different experience. Yeah. So, uh, so my last question for you, Sarah, what is your go-to culinary move on Canada day? Ooh, uh, if you have one, you might not have one. I would say homemade popsicles or ice cream. Definitely Ooh. something cool. Canada Day is typically extreme weather, whether it's extreme heat or extreme rain. I know that's happened before. It'll always rain. There will always be like at least a 20-minute downpour right in the middle of the day. It's true. That, I mean, yeah. but anyway, so I'd say my go-to is just summer treats, so popsicles, ice cream, things I enjoy year-round, but uh, they're, they're always good at Canada Yeah, it takes, takes an extra sort of... Uh, it feels different on the day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and your plans today, what are, you, what are you doing today? You say, you, you know, obviously we can't go downtown. But, I mean, you can go downtown. But there's nothing really going on. So, so what's your plans for this year? I am partaking in the grand tradition of not being in Ottawa on Canada Day this year. <laughs> I'm going to visit family who uh, live in Perry Sound, and I am going to sit uh, outside and have a cocktail and relax. Uh, so it's going to be very different from a, a typical downtown uh, Canada Day, but nonetheless very enjoyable. Well, sounds delightful, Sarah. Enjoy yourself, travel safe, and have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. So there you have it, some fireworks from the Glebe that I could hear near my house uh, late tonight. Uh, yeah, just a, a, a weird day here in Ottawa. Didn't have the feel of a Canada Day other than the fact that it was hot, uh, always hot on Canada Day. We didn't get the storm that we usually get. There's usually like a 20-minute downpour at some point during the day. We didn't get that today. But uh, a really hot day, but just a strange vibe to it. Uh, didn't have that that level of excitement, that energy in the city was missing. Uh, so just a, a strange Canada Day that uh, I think I'll remember for a while. It's Canada Day, up Canada Way, on the first day of July. And we're shouting hooray up Canada Way when the maple leaf flies high. When the silver jets from east to west go streaming through our sky. We'll be shouting hooray up Canada Way when the great parade goes by. Oh Canada, standing tall together, we raise our hands and hail our flag, the maple leaf forever. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Please do subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. Wherever it is that you get your podcasts, uh, do the likes, the ratings, the comments, all that stuff. Helps keep the show going. Helps other people find the show as well. 
And of course, you can follow along on Twitter at the Sean Graham. And if you have any ideas for future shows, you can certainly let me know at HistorySlam at gmail.com. Head on over to ActiveHistory.ca for some other content. Uh, there is a, a post, or there will be a post tomorrow on July 2nd announcing a new podcast that uh, looks great. So you can head on over to Active History, check that out and some of the other episodes that we've done and a lot of the written content over there as well. So I hope everybody had a great July 1st. You know, as I said with Aaron, this isn't a perfect country by any means, but there is a lot of stuff to to take pride in and, and just take stock of where we are as a country and, and think about how we can continue to improve and address the inequality, the injustices that still exist in this country. So uh, a strange candidate for sure. I hope everybody had a, a safe day. Uh, and if you were celebrating, I hope you had a, a wonderful day wherever you were, uh, whether in Canada or around the world. So that'll do it for this week. We'll be back with you again next week with another new episode. But until then, if you're out and you see Enrico Palazzo, please say hi for me. Thanks for listening to the History Slam podcast. Be sure to check out Active History for more features, articles, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes.